Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. I am joining you from the soggy Blue Ridge Mountains of western North Carolina. We're experiencing some of those uh, bands of rain and wind from Hurricane Nate. Boy, these hurricanes just keep being a pain in the ass, don't they? Um, as a matter of fact, I just got word from uh, some of my friends in Puerto Rico today. Most of them are fine. I haven't heard from everybody yet, but um, most of them are okay, but just not very comfortable. And it's going to be a while before I can head back to Puerto Rico. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, this is my first real Joshua P. Warren Daily. And as you know, these are unedited. Um, these are coming to you literally directly from me wherever I am on my phone. And I'm going to be doing this at least once a day. And since this is my first one, I figured maybe I should talk a little bit about my agenda. What am I trying to do here? Well, it's quite simple, really. What I'm doing is I am bypassing big corporations and radio and TV companies and all that kind of business, editors, program directors, you name it. And I am able to cut to the chase and talk directly to you as honestly as possible. Because over the years, I mean, I have seen some pretty amazing stuff in the business that never makes it to, uh, to air. Uh, you may be familiar that I worked on one project in 2005 for the Discovery Channel called X-Ops. And uh, they put a team together of seven experts including uh, my great friend, the late Jim Mars. And they, they flew all of us to Roswell, New Mexico, to do this extensive investigation of the ghosts of the aliens. That was a new spin. And uh, this, we were shooting this whole thing uh, there and also some in California for probably close to, to a couple weeks. We had a huge budget. I think it was something like you know $400,000 or something like that to shoot this uh, 60 minutes worth of programming. And we got just absolutely amazing stuff. Uh, I, I don't want to spend too much time on that, uh, on this particular uh, Joshua P. Warren Bailey, but we got, uh, well, we, we, we were pulled over and detained by the cops for no reason. We had these spooks and men in black following us around the whole time. Everything was obviously bugged because strangers would know things about us that they shouldn't have been able to know. Um, the, the craziest thing was we did a, um, a session uh, in the hangar 84 where the bodies were supposedly taken, the little alien bodies. And on camera, we captured this fantastic-looking serpent-like creature that, and this is the best way I can describe it to you, that appeared over our heads slithering through the air, captured by numerous high-definition cameras from numerous angles, one of the weirdest, freakiest things I've ever seen. Uh, once we overcame the shock of that, we were all high-fiving each other because we said, man, this show's going to be a hit. This is the jackpot. And uh, all of a sudden, boom, everybody associated with the program at the network just literally disappeared. I, they were obviously fired, but, but more than that, you couldn't even contact them personally. And uh, 
the Discovery Channel put that footage in their vault, and to this day it has never been aired. It has never seen the light of day, and it's just astounding to all of us who were involved, including the guy who produced and directed the thing, Jim Castle, five-time Emmy Award winner, who said he had worked in TV and film his whole life and had never, ever seen anything like that happen. And it's it's so perplexing, to, I think, to this day. It's the most confusing uh, issue he's ever dealt with. So anyway, I've, I've gone through stuff like that. Um, I and just you know, just recently, I, I worked on a TV segment that where we got some cool stuff, and it ended up being cut. But I'm not 100% sure, so I don't want to tell you about that at this point. But on other occasions, I have been in the radio studio at one point or another when members of management have come into the studio and have instructed radio hosts to talk one way or another about a politician. Um, this kind of thing happens. And, you know, last night, my wife, Lauren, and I, we went to see the new Tom Cruise movie called American Made. And it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It's a movie in the vein of, like, Blow with Johnny Depp or kind of a Scorsese-type uh, crime thriller like Goodfellas. So I enjoyed it. And uh, basically the story was about a guy who is essentially a smuggler. Uh, he smuggles drugs. He smuggles guns. He smuggles people. Um, and the, the various government agencies, uh, starting with the CIA, decide to instead of prosecuting this guy, take advantage of him and partner up with him and have him start working for them um, so that they can create these covert operations in South America, which uh, sifted, you know, eventually around like the Colombian drug trade and, and Pablo Escobar and all these things that really uh, over time accumulated into the Iran-Contra scandal when Ronald Reagan was president. Now, this is all based on the true story of this guy, um, and uh, you should, you should, if you haven't seen the movie, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I will tell you that um, it's interesting to, to understand that these things uh, represent how sometimes government agencies, they actually do go and um, they work with civilians in order to influence the way that the public thinks about things. And they, they like to use civilians because, for one thing, it, it can be cheap if you know what you're doing. And secondly, if something goes wrong, boom, uh, it takes them you know about 30 seconds to clean their hands of everything, burn all the files, and say, this person ha is crazy. You know, he or she has no association with us. And so it gives them that uh, deniability. So if, you know, the shit hits the fan, it's going to be easy for them to uh, pretend that they had nothing to do with it. So I want to tell you that uh, I like the fact that when I'm talking to you during these podcasts, you don't have to worry about whether somebody is standing over my shoulder and telling me what to say or it's having to pass through some, again, editor or somebody who's going to say, well... Maybe our demographic would like it better if you did this or that. Now, I want to make it clear to you, though. I am not a whistleblower. That is not my role in life. Uh, I will not ever violate someone's privacy. 
if you come to me and you tell me that, you know, there's something you want me to keep private, I will keep it private. And anybody who knows me knows that I will do that. And I will not talk about anything on this podcast that would violate my sources or my word or my bond. Because what would happen if word got out that, hey, if you tell a Joshua Warner guy something, he's going to get on the horn and tell everybody about it. Well, then nobody would, would give me interesting insight anymore. So, you know, I will be honest with you. I am happy when some things are leaked. Like, for example the footage of the UFOs flying around the Aguadilla Airport in Puerto Rico. This is Homeland Security footage that was captured a few years ago. If you've not seen this, it's amazing. Uh, go to joshuapwarren.com or, or you can go to YouTube and just type in O UFOs, not UFOs, type in O UFOs, and a video will come up that I did about this. Now, um, this was official Homeland Security thermal imaging footage that was leaked by somebody. And to this day, we have no idea, or at least I certainly have no idea, uh, who leaked this footage. Now, I've asked myself the question, if I had been in a position to be the first person to take that footage from whatever computer they had there at Homeland Security and upload that to the internet because I felt the public deserved to see it, would I have done that? And the answer is no, I would not have done that. Because I think it's very, very arrogant for me to believe that I, the great and terrible Joshua P. Warren, alone have enough knowledge of the big picture to make a determination as to whether or not releasing this would actually be for the greater good. I mean, I know we're all frustrated that we don't get to know everything, but what if understanding the key to UFOs and OUFOs does also mean that you will automatically be able to unleash such power that if it's in the wrong hands, you can easily see how destructive and terrible uh, this power could be. I mean, just look at the technology that we have. As soon as, you know, it's, it's like as soon as somebody invents something new that has some power, it, it, there is somebody who's going to figure out how to take that and turn it into something destructive. So I do understand that maybe humans have not evolved enough, by and large, to be responsible for some of these great technologies. So that's why I'm saying I'm not a leaker type. However, there are people who do come to me from time to time uh, from various organizations, powers within powers, who do think they have seen enough evidence, enough information, that certain aspects of the paranormal need to be disclosed. And so I will, I'm happy to listen to those things, and I will do my best to intelligently pass along anything that is given to me that I think you will need to know if I can be beneficial to the disclosure movement in that regard. Um, but, you know, that said, um, when it comes to the research that, that I've been working on all these years, I have no doubt that it is associated with the reality of government research in various ways. For one thing, you may or may not know this, but I have an FBI file on me. And the reason I know that is that I wrote um, 
the FBI, and I requested uh, if they have a file to reveal it. And there's a process to do that. It's not very complicated. Anybody can do that. And they revealed that they did have a file on me. Well, I've never been arrested. Uh, I was born right here in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. So were my parents and grandparents. So um, why should the FBI have a file on me if it weren't for something that I have been working on? And what do I work on? I work on uh, UFOs and trying to open portals to other dimensions and trying to manipulate the relationship between matter and energy and, uh, you know, the Bermuda Triangle. These, these are things that I study. The Brown Mountain Lights, I guarantee you, the Brown Mountain Lights of West North Carolina have had a lot of government interest and still do. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> last year, when I released my video report on the OUFOs down there in Puerto Rico, um, it just so happened to time out that shortly after I released that, I also planned a retreat in Old San Juan. I invited 10 people, I only had 10 spaces available, to come to Old San Juan, Puerto Rico and spend a long, fantastic weekend uh, with me, uh, Dr. Mulder, who makes the wishing machines, and our good friend Santero Longley, and it was a, a, a manifesting good fortune retreat. So all these people came in from around the country. We had a wonderful time, but I'll tell you this. This is no BS, right? Again, this is right after I had released this report on the, UF, the OUFOs. I had gone on coast-to-coast -coast AM, which reaches millions of people, and talked about it, and then I do this retreat. Somebody stole my notes from what I was talking about in the meeting room at the retreat. That, that person had to have gone into my room, as far as I can tell, to do this. And some of the other guests also said that things had been disturbed in their rooms. I went to the owner of the hotel. I know him. And I said, can you please look back? and tell me if you see anything on the security tapes that would help us understand who may have gone into our room. And he said, sure, and he never got back to me. And I asked him again, and he never got back to me. Now, that's kind of fishy in and of itself. Like maybe maybe there was a technical glitch, or maybe he was told not to uh, to give that out. I don't know. I really don't want to, to try to guess what's happened there. But what I can tell you is that I I'm very particular about keeping up with my notes. And so I gave my presentation, which may or may not have included some information about the OUFOs that was between me and the people I was speaking to in the room, but somebody came and got those notes afterward, and so obviously, you know, how often does that sort of thing happen? But, but when it comes to the idea of getting, get, getting truth out there, it's not as hidden as it may seem. Uh, I mean, that's the funny thing. You have a lot of people who are like, when is the truth going to be disclosed? And again, we'll just stick with UFOs for now. When is this truth going to be disclosed? Well, it's really already out there. It's just whether or not you choose to believe it. I mean, how many people are out there telling you about their experiences, showing you footage? What You, you, need, you need the president of the United States to stand up there and tell you it's real before you believe it? Wouldn't that be ironic? Whoever believes what the president tells us, right? You're always looking at politicians like, yeah, right. So the one time you're going to believe 
is when this some politician tells you it's true. No, you, use your own judgment. Use your own common sense. Use your own sense of wisdom. But I think one of the greatest examples of this is, you know, over the years, and I'm talking like probably 15, 20 years, something like that, I've interviewed a lot of amazing people. And I was thinking the other day uh, about, you know, what what's my number one favorite interview? And, and every time this pops up, and maybe you've heard it before, but I was fortunate enough to to conduct an interview with uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, the sixth man to walk on the moon. I was at a meeting the other day, and a friend stood up and gave a presentation uh, that was sort of centered around Dr. Mitchell. And my friend didn't know that I'd interviewed Dr. Mitchell, and it was um, it was really cool uh, to, to hear, you know, from his point of view, how I'm, what an impressive guy that, that Dr. Mitchell was. But see, here's the astounding thing: supposedly only 12 people have walked on the moon, and one of them was Dr. Edgar Mitchell. That's a pretty elite club, isn't it? He came on the radio, and I interviewed him for an hour. And it would have been astounding enough just to to talk to one of these people, one of these guys who has walked on the moon. So you can imagine how my jaw dropped when he went, oh, and furthermore, I have been briefed, and I know that there are at least four types of humanoid aliens, space aliens. Okay. Uh, yeah. He, now, this is a guy who has every credential you could ever ask for. A guy who has uh, such proficiency, a guy of such responsibility that he gets to go all the way up there and operate that clumsy technology to go to the moon and make it back. And he's he's just the, he's the most like articulate. He's he's passed on now. He died, I guess, a couple of years ago. Most articulate, clear, rational mind you could ever hope to speak with. And he's telling you, no, it's true, and people need to know about it. Because you know what? As a matter of fact, I have the recording of that interview, and maybe you've heard this before, but even if you have, it's worth giving it a listen again. I listened to it myself again the other day, and um, <laughs> I, I, let me tell you something. Uh, every time you listen to it, it uh, it fills you with a sense of wonder, and you start scratching your head saying, like, what really is all around us? So what I'm going to do is, um, after this podcast is posted, I'm going to go ahead as a little treat for you, and... Uh, I might I might wait till later tonight or something like that, but I, I'll go ahead uh, and post for you also uh, the Dr. Edgar Mitchell interview that I did, so that you can enjoy that as well. Um, it's only about you know like I say about an hour. It's raw, it's uncut. There are no commercials, but yeah, that that'll be a nice little treat for you to hear if you've never heard that yourself. Um, also. Uh, I got an email today from uh, someone who subscribes to my e-newsletter list, and he said, I don't know if you're taking um, suggestions on what to talk about. He said, I really hope that you'll talk more about parasymatics and the sigils, uh, which these are magical symbols that I create in my laboratory using a special process that I invented. 
And it's based upon traditional cymatics, which is using sound and vibrations to create patterns in physical matter. But it's a variation of that, which makes it para-cymatics. And so, um, and you create these magical sigils, which can be used for different types of purposes. Well, I'm not going to really get too much into that on this particular podcast, but I will tell you that um, I just created a brand new sigil in my laboratory yesterday, and I have just created a new, uh, we'll call it a toy for now, that works with sigils that I think makes them very, very powerful. So I'm not exactly ready to tell you about that yet, but rest assured, I will be talking about parasymatics and sigils. Um, let's see here. Also, um, I am going to, from time to time, be making sigils uh, that you know I just will email you if you're a member, uh, subscriber to the free e-newsletter list. I get a lot of people who email me and they say, can you please make a sigil for healing because I'm, I'm sick or I have some type of medical issue. And I have to tell everybody, look, I am not a physician and I am not legally allowed to make any kind of medical claims or give you any type of medical advice. So that's something that I can't do for you. But if you go to joshuapwarren.com and you scroll down and you look at the section, you can click it and it opens up into a larger section of sigils for different purposes. Um, you can see all the different specific things that, that I have created sigils for. Uh, things like, you know, the obvious stuff, um, attracting more money or improving your relationship, uh, getting more romance, or maybe you are a paranormal researcher and you want to attract a ghost, or maybe you want to get rid of something paranormal in your life. There's one for that. Maybe you are going on a trip and you're, you'd like your trip to be safe. Or maybe you want one, uh, one lady asked me to make a sigil for pet protection. Or maybe you're searching for successful employment. There's one for that. Or maybe um, you, are, you want one for willpower to help you finish some task that you're working on or, or something that you, you're trying to set your mind to. There are lots of sigils for different purposes. All that stuff as at joshuapwarren.com. So uh, listen, I will go ahead at some point soon, and I'll, um, I'll just toss up this uh, interview I did with Dr. Edgar Mitchell for you, so you can listen to that. It, so just, that's just more material for you to enjoy and absorb. If, again, if you've already heard it, probably doesn't hurt to listen to it one more time. But anyway, uh, I think for this first podcast, that's the main stuff I wanted to, uh, to tell you about today. And remember, if you want to listen to these podcasts, all you have to do is go to joshuapwarren.com, click the link at the top that says click here for Joshua's new podcast. The podcast page will come up. You just hit the button to play them. You can also download them. Or there's a little thing that says subscribe on the upper right hand. If you hit that button, then you will also be able to either subscribe through iTunes or if you use RFS, uh, that's a, another variation. You can subscribe through that. Or if you just go to Twitter and follow me on Twitter, you can set it up so that every time I post one of these, I'll do a little tweet, and then you'll get a little alert, and it's that simple. Uh, and, and, you know, I can be the only person you even follow on Twitter if you want so that you're not annoyed by anything else. So these are all different ways that you can stay updated when I post new podcasts. 
And who knows, maybe I'll post another one later tonight. Maybe I'll post one tomorrow. It just sort of depends on what's, what's happening. You just never know. But anyway, that's it for now. Thanks for staying curious, and I'll talk to you again soon.